Writing is like sex. First you do it for love, then you do it for your friends, and then you do it for money. Virginia Woolf. Welcome to Angry Typewriter, a podcast about writing and the writing life. I'm Paul, and today we're going to be looking at a question many have asked about writers, which is, why do you write? Now, it's possible you've never been asked this, and even possible you've never asked yourself, but I sure have. So today's episode is going to be broken into two segments. The first, looking at why all of us write. And then after that, I'm going to give you some reasons why I write. I hope you enjoy it. Now, I recognize that there are probably as many different reasons that people write as there are writers in the world. But there are also some commonalities, I think, that run through the vocation that can be interesting to look at. So I want to briefly touch on a few of those today, and then I want to give you the reason that I write. And what triggered this, in all honesty, is the fact that this week marks the fifth anniversary since the publication of my first novel. And as I struggle through novel number four, I sometimes ask myself, why in the world am I doing this? So. It seemed like a good time to tackle the question. If you ask 100 writers why they write, as I said before, you're going to get a lot of different answers. But one that will probably come from a majority of them will simply be, because I think I've got a story to tell. That, in the end, is one of the main reasons people write. Because they think they have a story and they want to share it with people. They think they can tell it in a compelling way even if it's a story that isn't new. Because really, in a lot of ways, there aren't any new stories anymore. There are only new and different ways to tell them. If you want a really good example of this, reread The Odyssey, or for most of us, read it for the first time because you only read the cliff notes in high school, and then go watch the Coen Brothers film, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?, which was based on The Odyssey. You want to talk about a new and different way to tell a very old story. They nailed it. I think you'll also find, if you look at writers throughout history, that a lot of them are introverts and insecure introverts at that. Now, that may sound crazy given the fact that they're wanting to put their words out in front of millions of people they've never met, but you have to be a little bit introverted to sit at a computer or at a blank legal pad for hours at a time over a period of sometimes years crafting a story. A lot of writers just feel like they communicate better in print than they do verbally. And this insecurity aspect I think plays out most in some of the ones that seem the least introverted and insecure. The perfect example is my good friend Ernest Hemingway who was a bundle of insecurities, but managed to craft 
a public persona that was as extroverted and macho as you could possibly come up with. I think being an insecure introvert gets a lot of people started writing very young because they journal or they write in a diary, depending on what you want to call it. Sometimes because they don't have a lot of friends or sometimes because they just don't feel like they have anyone that they can really share their deep thoughts with. And young people, even today, now they may do it on a phone or on an app of some kind, but they diary, they journal, they write their experiences. And when you start doing that at a young age, you get comfortable with it. Regardless of you know, literary talent at this point, it's something you do over and over and over again, and you get better at it the more you do something. That's true for any kind of craft. The more you do it, the better you get at it. And when you reach an age where you can look back and you've written millions of words that no one's ever seen, it makes it easier to take that next step into writing something that someone will see. And that's about as psychological as I'm going to get on this podcast. I think another reason that people write, especially in the nonfiction genre, is to educate and to share experiences that will educate. You find this especially in travel writing. Most of us are never going to travel the world, at least not to the degree that we want to. So travel writers fill a need that we all have. And it fills a need for that writer. They want to share that experience with us. They want to tell us about it. I mean, most writers, regardless of genre, are an evangelist of some kind for the specific thing they're writing about. So someone like Anthony Bourdain, although he began as a food critic, obviously, and food was a key part of even his television episodes, he was more of a travel chronicler. That's a big word. Then he was a food critic because he was sharing his experience with all of us. He was sharing his interactions, for example, when he went to the West Bank and to Israel. And he was sharing it in a way that gave us insight into the people's lives that we don't see in the news headlines. And hopefully it made us all more empathetic to the situation. That's what writers can do and that's what a lot of writers are trying to do. They're trying to share their story, share the story that they've encountered, share their experiences in a way that can change people's lives. Now there are also writers, as Virginia Woolf said in the opening quote in this episode, who do it for the money. They look at the success of someone like Dan Brown or John Grisham and they think, hey, I can make a living just sitting in front of a typewriter. Well, they can't for the most part. It takes an unbelievable amount of skill and an even greater amount of luck to ever get to a point that you can make a living as a writer. So most aren't doing it for the money, but you do have those few that see it as the brass ring that they can grasp. Again, most will find out pretty quickly that that's just not the case, but some are going to try for just that reason. You can tell by the number of knockoff books that come out every year, mimicking the one big bestseller. I mean, think back to how many wizard books we got after Harry Potter came out and how many books about the Knights Templar after the Da Vinci Code. It's it's crazy. The idea of sitting in front of a computer and pouring your heart and soul into something just to make money is a little bit insane. 
Now, if you make money as a byproduct, that's great because we all ultimately want to find what we love and make it our life. One last reason that I think people write before we get into why I write personally is, and this is not being psychological, I promise you I wasn't going to be psychological anymore in this podcast, but they write as a refuge. I mean, we all have so much going on. We're so inundated with information, with with stuff from the internet, with social media, with work, with kids, with 8 million soccer games, you know, you name it, that it can be a refuge that we escape to, where it's just us, just our thoughts, whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction, it's a time that's your time. And nowadays, we don't carve out time. It's just our time very often. And if you have any kind of proclivity towards writing, it can be a great, as I said, refuge. So those are just a few of the reasons that people write. And there are many more from therapy to wanting to get a political view across to any number of other things. When we come back, I want to tell you why I personally write. So stay tuned. Welcome back. And I said at the beginning of this episode that why writers write may not be a question that you've asked yourself. But it's a question that I've been asked quite a bit once people learn that I'm a writer. It's not where I get my ideas or if my characters are actually me or what I think about the print versus ebook issue. No, the most common question is why. Why do you write? Now, the question's common, but I think it actually comes from several different mindsets. There are those who never read at all which is sadly still a large percentage of our population and thus can't grasp why anyone would bother to write novels, short stories, fiction, or even nonfiction of any kind. Then there are those who understand correctly that it's nearly impossible to make a living as a full-time writer and therefore wonder why that time spent at the keyboard isn't spent on something more financially lucrative. Then finally, there are those who do read don't know or don't care about the financial part of it, but do understand just how difficult it can be, perhaps because they've tried writing themselves. Now I have to admit, the first answer I usually give is a flippant one, which shouldn't be any shock to anyone who knows me. I write because the voices tell me to. This usually creeps the questioner out enough that they simply move on, but in a funny way it's true, at least for me. My characters talk to me. Not in some schizophrenic, hey, go grab that chainsaw way, but in a, hey, we have a story to tell way. In that sense, I'm just like the majority of the other writers that I mentioned. I write because I think I have a story to tell. Hell, we all like stories, even when we don't realize that's what they are. I mean, obviously novels and plays and movies are stories, but so are paintings and sculpture and music and dance. Stories everywhere. It's often been said, and I didn't mention this in the first segment, but it's often been said that writers create new worlds because they're dissatisfied with the real one. I get that. I like my characters a lot more than I like most real people. 
except for you, dear listener, of course. You're amazing. My hope is that in some small way, the world I create on the page will have a positive impact on the world beyond the page. Now, there is another, more selfish reason I write, and it has nothing to do with money or therapy or anything like that. Immortality. Carlos Ruiz Zafon summed it up quite well in his novel, The Angel's Game. Here's a quote from that book. A writer never forgets the first time he accepted a few coins or a word of praise in exchange for a story. He will never forget the sweet poison of vanity in his blood and the belief that, if he succeeds in not letting anyone discover his lack of talent, the dream of literature will provide him with what he covets the most, his name printed on a miserable piece of paper that will surely outlive him. So to sum up, I write because I like stories. I want to change the world, if only in a small way. And I want at least a part of me to live forever. There are a lot worse reasons to get up and bang away at a keyboard at four in the morning. And in a bit of shameless self-promotion, but it's my podcast, so why not? You can help me achieve that immortality by going out and picking up a copy of The Last Word or Writer in Residence or Booktown. And do me a favor, get it in print rather than ebook because ebooks may not survive but the printed page will live forever. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Angry Typewriter. I hope it's been both informative and entertaining, especially for you writers out there. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I hope you'd also consider clicking on the support this podcast link on the anchor site for as little as 99 cents a month you can help keep these episodes coming and it will also go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad free thanks again